the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Twitter goes nuts after New York City sends mobile alert on bombing suspect. The news is pretty scary today as far as that goes. Uh, is there a bombing, uh, is there a cell inside of uh, New York City? Backpack with five bombs found near New Jersey train station, one detonated by authorities. There's a manhunt going on. A lot of conversation about this after a bombing over the weekend in, I believe, New Jersey uh, at a kind of a run for the military, support the military. Um, so that's out there. How does that make the markets feel? Markets not paying attention to it. Markets are moving higher. Uh, pretty much so across the board, markets were poised to move higher. Um, Stocks open higher basically as oil jumps, and the Fed is in focus at this point in time. There's a Fed meeting this week, and it's widely expected that they're going to do nothing. The Dow Jones Industrial Average um, basically had a nice big jump this morning. So the Federal Reserve and the Bank of Japan are both scheduled to deliver their latest decision on monetary policy. Uh, market expectations for a Fed hike this week are just 12%. Um, but expectations for December rate hikes sit at around 50%. The Bank of Japan is expected to take some action. Speculation points to a possible rate cut deeper into negative territory, which a lot of people don't know how this ends. And uh, speaking with a friend who is kind of third party, I think it's fair to say. He works in the industry but has no ties to me. Um, and he was like a little bit scared. So, um, because all we're really doing is playing with monetary policy. We don't have a president who's saying, um, let's say we have a honeybee crisis in the world. And we don't have enough honeybees, and we need people to say that they'll put honeybees in their backyard, and they'll be honeybee farmers and such. You know, we've got the Zika virus, and we start spraying for the mosquitoes, and spraying for the mosquito kills all the bees as well. We need the president to say every American should 
should be a bee farmer. Or if you're a bee farmer, we're going to give you $500 off your taxes or $1,000 off your taxes. Or we're going to pay you $1,000. Same thing goes with monetary policy. Um, monetary policy is good, but we need fiscal policy out of Washington. And we're not really getting it. So pushing interest rates lower and lower and lower, is, it's kind of pushing a string. It's not getting you the results that you want. You can't push a string forward. You can just kind of move it around. Janet Yellen doesn't want to say anything that would derail the housing recovery. I think there's probability that housing continues to get better. There's a lot of positive consequences that come from that. Um, housing starts existing home sales and FHA, FA home price index all out this week. And the home builder sentiment came out this morning in pretty solid number. Um, so they're not discouraged in any way, shape, or form. Uh, let me give you a little bit more on that information because I do think it's it's a good one. Home builder sentiment jumps to 65 in September, highest level in nearly a year. Americans are making more money, and that is making the nation's home builders feel a lot better. The National Association of Home Builders um, number it hit 65. Any number over 50 is considered positive sentiment. Now, sometimes I could be like, I'm the king of the world. I got the most beautiful wife and the most beautiful kids. I got the most beautiful car. And then I get hit with a loss and I lose all three. Sometimes you can be pretty confident and still get slapped in the face, right? Um, summer was excellent for housing. Sales and traffic picked up strongly. There's a lot of enthusiasm from buyers. Builders are clearly feeling better about their buyers. Some are not as happy about their ability to meet the growing demand. So there's not a lot of inventory out there. That's the big, big problem right now with housing is we've seen a big run-up, and it would be nice if that run-up was accompanied by a big you know, um, increase in inventory, but it hasn't been. So maybe the run-up is on three people bidding for one house, when if three people bid for three houses, they wouldn't have to overbid. So a little bit of merger and activity. Mergers and acquisition activity on Monday. That's today. Uh, headline deals, which include tech data, buying Avnet's technology solutions. El Dorado Resorts, buying Isle of Capri. And uh, private equity company, buying InfoBlocks. So all deals are under $3 billion, so no blockbusters. So markets traded lower on Friday. We had a bit of a yo-yo thing going on last week with more down than up. But when we went down, we went back up. When we went down, we went back up. So a lot of people say maybe that's why the market's higher today. Um, little terrorism-related actions in Minnesota, New York, New Jersey over the weekend. Uh, fortunately, no innocent bystanders were killed. We, I would expect you know, market participants have been able to brush aside the terrorist headlines on the understanding that they didn't have any major economic impact. Um, you take down a building in New York City and you're like, whoa, I'm not going to go shopping this weekend. I'm not going to get on an airplane this weekend. Those terrorists just flew a plane into a building. But you have a bomb in New Jersey blow up and hurt some people but not kill anyone. You're like, yeah, I'll go to the park this weekend. I'll just watch out for packages. So focal point right now is... A lot of policy meetings on the Federal Reserve and the Bank of Japan. And we'll know both of those decisions on Wednesday. So Monday, Tuesday, 
and half of Wednesday don't count in my book uh, because things could reverse pretty quickly on Wednesday. So by and large, most market participants don't expect the Fed to raise rates. So this week, um, 50-50 on December. That can make for one doozy of a surprise if the Fed does raise rates um, on Wednesday. Keep in mind, there's a 12% chance, according to prognosticators. Um, and that would upend the market, and everyone would go, what's going on? Is our economy that hot, or is the, the days of easy money over? Over. Nothing is over until we say it is. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, oil's up on renewed speculation about an output cap. We'll see. Um, I'd be surprised uh, based on what's happened so far this year. Positive biases in the world markets today. little anxiousness out there. A little bit of mergers and acquisitions activity. It's always nice to see companies look at each other and go, hmm, I like you. General Motors is getting a nice push up on a Morgan Stanley upgrade. Campbell Soup a little bit lower after they've been downgraded to hold from buy. Mmm, good, right? Mmm, salty. So Campbell's had to change their tune a lot because, uh, like I said, it's, you know, who's going to be buying soup these days? People are, I mean, I look at every label of everything I buy now. Unless I've bought it before and I feel comfortable with it. It's really surreal that, you know, there's companies that make juices that add sugar, and there's companies that make juices that don't add sugar. <laughs> to me, that's a pretty big, like, why are you doing that? Um, and again, I think juices are important, but I think a real orange is better than orange juice. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's all about label shopping, am I correct? Gold's higher, sales higher. Oil's higher, Nasdaq's higher, Dow's higher, S&P 500 higher. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. Talk to you soon. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Starting to think about some holiday travel. That's where my mind is, right? Americans spent $814 billion on domestic travel last year. That's a big business. That's that's a number that you have to look at if you're an investor. That's why companies like Priceline do well as investments. There's no shortages of options to find a good vacation deal. I remember in the days of a travel agent, and some cities probably still have travel agents, where you'd go in and say, I'd like to go to Europe. And she'd go, well, sit right down. I used to live in the South. Or kind of South Washington, D.C. Um, I want to get you a Euro Pass when you go to Europe, and that pass will give you access.
access to all of the trains in Europe. You're like, I did not know that. But now with the, you know, <clears throat> the Internet, everyone can check everything on their own kind of thing. That's got to be hurting. Anyway, a new study found in six weeks, uh, in the six weeks before actually booking a vacation, prospective travelers visit up to 38 sites. Wow. They go to Kayak, they go to Expedia, they go to Orbitz. I think there's going to be some new technologies that continue to automate this even further. The iPhone 7 is trying to do a lot more intelligence. Anyhow, and anyway, we'll talk about this and more. Um, 800-516-1220. Let's bring in Tony Mendez. Talk a little real estate with Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez, com. Morning. Morning. How are you? I'm well. So your phone's ringing a lot right now because obviously interest rates have dropped and I thought I was done. You know, I honestly thought that the house that I live in was on its last mortgage ever. I was pretty happy with a 3.8% rate, but then, you know, I was able to drop it 40, 50 basis points and that cash flow that I could save on a monthly basis and put into assets, I find attractive. Um, I could still pay it off over 30 years. I could still turn it into a rental, but at a lower cost, monthly cost uh, of an outflow. I can still put the money aside and pay it off whenever I want to. Yeah, you had a couple of alternatives um, yeah. with the lower rate, and that is, one, you could have done a shorter term, and, and, and your payment may have gone up a little bit, but you would have paid off the house quicker, but you chose to take the lower rate and extend it back another 30 years and then pocket the money. Right. Um, so those are some of the scenarios that a lot of people are looking at right now and which one makes sense. Um, there's going to be a lot of, of advertisements on the air. There's going to be a lot of flyers in the mail. Uh, I guess people still get flyers, a lot of advertisements everywhere about refinancing. Just be careful. Um, I think that um, the the best thing you can do is just run. make sure you run the numbers and just don't get too emotional about just a drop in interest rate. I've seen where 1% drop in interest rate for a client didn't make sense. Um, and, yeah, that that is true because of his situation. And you're going to be different than the your neighbor, and your neighbor is going to be different from their neighbor. So be very careful about what you hear. That's the first thing that I would like to say. And, and the other thing, too, that we, we actually talked about this last night is um, these low rates aren't for everybody. Um, you, this is a credit-based uh, industry. Yeah. And you have to have a low credit score. I'm sorry, a high credit score to get the low interest rates. And if you're not out there checking your credit and, and improving your credit and, and at least getting a free copy of your credit report, you, you, you know there's less than 50% of the people out there actually know what their credit score is, uh, which I think is amazing. Um, I think it's an injustice you're doing to yourself. Uh, and especially if you're looking at a transaction, you might be renting and the last, that may be the last time you pulled your credit and the landlord gave you a, you know, a lease and, uh, for one year. And, and that might be the last time you've seen your credit. could be two or three years. You need to you, run, look you at your credit. You recently pulled my credit. And people can find their credit score by going to something like creditkarma.com. Or annualcreditreport.com. Annual credit or directly com. to the bureaus. A lot of your banks now offer free credit scores, things like that. But you pulled my credit and we had a kind of a fun conversation about it. You're like, why are there so many inquiries? Because I basically got a car loan, and well, the dealership decided to run my credit 15 different times through 15 different banks, which was not cool. Yeah, uh, I found a, that kind of letters being written about that. Yeah, and, and that actually knocked your score down um, oh, a little points, bit. Yeah, yeah um, because of how many times they ran it, even though it's the same industry. But what also will will add up is that you you ran it in a different industry, which now now you're doing a mortgage, so that your score could theoretically drop because of that as well. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I'm not all that concerned about credit but, scores. But we also found that at some point somebody used your, a different address on your Oh, yeah, yeah I already knew that. Things one. like that. Should, but, I, should I clean that up? Because that happened 10, 15 years ago. I don't know if ago. you can. I don't know if it's hurting you. Yeah, I don't think it's hurting um, 
If it is, it's a very small percent, but it does show you that even people like you who work in the finance industry and, and have a contact with your your credit score at least every six months still have issues that show up on the credit report. And if you're not looking at your credit report, you have no idea what's on there. You don't know if your identity has been stolen. I actually had a client that had a uh, their identity stolen. Somebody got a credit card in their name was actually making the payments on that credit card, but it was helping this person's credit. And they said, well, I'm just going to leave it there. They're making the payments. And their credit score was going up because this person who had stole the credit card was making the payments. Um, so you, you definitely want to check your credit. But be, there's a big difference. My credit report had all sorts of mistakes on it. Yeah. Not only did it have that wrong address, which was someone basically stole a credit card and it had different names, sent Amazon it, to it. different names for your employer. It had yeah. different names. It had, had typos. T- yep. So those can they, they add up as far as uh, and, and you can try to correct these with the bureaus themselves. And each entry on your credit report will tell you which bureau out of the three is reporting that mistake, and you can contact them and fix it. Okay. Sounds like work, and you know it what? Is. I gotta <laughs> I gotta lie around and eat Cheetos this weekend. So I'm not writing letters. Who writes letters? So anyway, there was also a report out this week that home prices are rising faster than wages in most of the United States, making home ownership increasingly difficult for the average Americans in some of the most populous areas of the country. Um, the landlord state got, gets stronger, in my opinion, with lower interest rates, because if they refinance, like I'm suggesting people do, suddenly you can turn it into a rental pretty cheap later in life. Yeah, that's a good point that, uh, you know, even... Even if you've been in a good mortgage, a good rate for a period of time, if you plan on keeping that property as a rental, you may as well shore up those finances now at a low interest rate, and that's just going to be positive cash flow down the road. Yep. Um, people people should start thinking five years, ten years out instead of just what we were doing back in 2005 and six and seven, where they were looking at what was the lowest payment I could get, regardless of the of what happened two or three years down the road. Just to show you how unaffordable things are in the world, if you want to buy a house in New York City, Brooklyn, Manhattan, or in San Francisco, you need to spend about 120% of the average wage on a mortgage payment. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Again, he's done numerous loans for me, and he's done the points conversation where I actually don't have to think. He just says, do this, trust me. I like lenders like that. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Can you get a mortgage with student loan debt? Okay, you just graduated college, and you got a decent job, and I get the idea that you would love to buy your first home. Um, the student loan tells me you're probably on the younger side. Um, if you're strapped with student loans, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult, not impossible. Obviously, you want good credit, so you should check your credit score at creditcarmen.com. Creditcarmen.com does a soft pull. It won't hurt your credit. I do it probably once a week. Um, There's no set formula on turning you down. You just don't have a lot going on for you at this point in time as far as history goes. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Black now. 800 516 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. How are you doing today? How's your 401k doing? The year's getting older and older as we move towards Halloween. Ooh, scary stock market. Will there be an October surprise? Ooh, we hope not. The Financial Times today is reporting that fast food giant McDonald's may be ordered to pay $500 million in back taxes. So it's not just Apple and Google and some of the tech companies, but other companies are doing the tax issue avoidance in Europe. And if the rules are out there, the rules are out there. PayPal, the online payment company, was downgraded to hold from buy. Analysts said we are optimistic regarding growth in the near term, but we believe some factors like OneTouch and Venmo are well understood and largely in estimates. So they lowered their price target from 45 down to 40. Wells Fargo in the news, they were upgraded to outperform. Aren't they the company that just got hit with hundreds of millions of dollars of fines um, tied towards the headlines. So there's a lot of pessimism in the stock, and it's likely to peak over coming days, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Elsewhere out there, General Motors, they're up 2%. Uh, they got upgraded, and I also saw that General Motors might be, they got upgraded with a price target of 37 bucks from 29 um, The company, will they be able to stay relevant? So moving the vehicle world to auto 2.0 requires a lengthy transition period, during which time General Motors can generate cash, return cash, nurture new businesses, potentially positive terminal values. Interesting. And ITT Educational, uh, the for-profit college company, filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy according to the Securities and Exchange Commission filing. That's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton and talk a little financial planning action. Me now, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, got an email for you. It comes from a man named Wayne. We have five grandkids. I'd like to set up a routine way to begin setting aside funds for them on a monthly basis. What suggestions do you have? Um, well, first of all, what does he want to use the funds for? If it's for education um, and they're wealthy, one of the best ways to do that is a 529 plan. Okay. So Talk to the parents. Yeah. Well, no, the grandparents can set it up for the kid. Okay. Um, it's still, it could still show up for financial aid, but it usually ends up better if the grandparents own it than the parents. Interesting. Um, and usually if you set that up, you want to calculate it so that the grandparents are using the 529 plans to pay for the later years of college so it doesn't mess up financial aid in the early years. But with that said, there's three good no-load options. Um, there's Utah, Nevada, and Alaska are my favorite no-load 529 plan options. California's is actually better now, too, that TACREF took it over. And a lot of people think of TACREF as an annuity company. This yep. isn't an annuity. Um, so it's an actual no-load product. Um, they bought Naveen Investments, by the way. So they're getting into the ETF world, closed-end fund world. Um, anyway, so the, what's great about that is that as long as it's used for secondary education, there's some overseas colleges and some, um, what do you call it, secondary education that's not college options, like um, I don't know, some culinary things, things like that. You can find about 529 plans at uh, savingforcollege.com. Um, and what's great about it is if you have a large estate, as long as it's been five years since you set up the 529 plan, it's out of your estate for estate tax purposes. Okay. So not only is it t- 
tax-free growth in no-load funds as long as you use it for education, secondary education. But if you pass away and you have a huge estate, if some of your assets would typically get taxed at 35% plus on the estate tax bracket, the 529 plans won't count against that. And you can get five years' worth of gifting at once. You can actually get a lot of money out of your estate but yet still control it. So if the kid becomes a punk, um, doesn't go to college, does drugs or whatever, you can change to different grandkid. You can... Uh, Pull the money back into your state if you some reason need it. You'll pay a 10% penalty in taxes on the growth, but uh, you can still control it. So it's very, it's one of the very few estate planning tools, one of the only ones that you can get it out of your estate but still have complete control of it. He had another question inside of it, 529, so you kind of yeah. answered that. UTMA is the other way to do it. Does anyone still use UTMAs? Yeah, I have one for each of my kids for Why? their well. It's it's to teach them, so if they want, they get involved in saving, and they're able to electronically transfer from their bank account to their TD Ameritrade account, and we I have them actually go in and make the trade for buying the ETFs that they want to buy. And so it's their money. I tell them that, you know, stock market money is not, my younger ones have trouble understanding it. So what am I going to get this year? I talk to them about dividends, and so what? how much am I going to get this year from it? And you have to go through the market's positive 70% of the time. You will get dividends. You want to reinvest those. Stock market money is five-year-plus money. It's not tomorrow money. It's saving for your car. It's saving for your first house. And it allows them to log on, see how that works, see things grow or change in value. You know, have them log in once a month, not every day, because you don't want them to get in the idea of that investments are a daily issue. But UTMA accounts, it'll, it'll give them a handle on their savings. It becomes theirs at 18 to 21, depending on the state. How about for this grandfather who's trying to save for his kid's 529 or for ETFs, mm-hmm. how about does he get anything out of it? Can he get tax savings for himself? No. no. Um, certain states like Oregon, okay. 529 plan contributions have state tax deductions. Um, but no, in fact, if you set up a UTMA until the kid's a certain age, you're going to get taxed on it. So it's it's there's not really a tax savings vehicle for it. Um, a lot of times, though, Rob, if a grandparent wants to set up only like 50 bucks a month in systematic savings, don't do a brokerage account. Just go to one of the no-load fund companies and set up a mutual fund contribution, like a T. Rowe Price, a Vanguard, whatever, because then you can do it right out of your checking account. It goes into the mutual fund, and there's no trading. There's no physical act of having to go on and trade okay. like a brokerage account. So if you want to keep things really simple and you're not going to have the kid going on making the trade – just go, that's when no-load index funds make more sense. Or can, no you, load can your oldest son yet sell orange juice futures? Not yet. That's a good one. I'll give that a shot. You should. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. And teach him to check Florida weather, right? And Absolutely. Based on that. And hurricanes and freezes. Yeah. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. President of Lyft says the driverless car revolution is coming to cities, and car ownership in cities will all but end by 2025. Owning a car in New York City is crazy, because public transportation is pretty well embedded in the city. Not all cities are that way, and owning a car in New York City is crazy expensive to house it. Um, and if you drive a car to work, it's crazy expensive. So he sees car ownership as a burden that costs the average American about $9,000 every year. Cars actually become more like a $9,000 ball and chain that gets dragged through our daily life. He said already there's been a noted decline in the percentage of people under 45 who don't have a license. 
So that'll change how car companies work, and that's why GM has to become GM 2.0. Elsewhere out there, some benchmark Obamacare plans often cost less than job-based insurance. Depending on how big the company that you work for is depends on how many people get into the insurance pool and how well lowered premiums might be and or not. The average monthly Obamacare premium for all types of plans was about 464 bucks per month for an individual. That compares to about 515 per month for an average job-based premium. Uh, again, that's the high-end type plans. Elsewhere, home builder sentiment, and that's competition is good to me. Home builder sentiment jumps to a reading of 65 in September. That's the highest level in nearly a year. So the problem with that is it's um, you can only go so high for so long, and then you're like, hey. Hey, look at me. I could run a mile super fast. Hey, look at me. I could run a mile super fast. And you get a little bit older, and you're like, I can run a mile pretty fast. As we get older, as any rally gets older, it's tougher to maintain and sustain. One of my favorite scenes in the original Jungle Book was the snake that said, trust me. And I always stuck with me, because anytime I see a insurance agent, I'm like, you're the snake from... The Jungle Book. Trust me. Is this a good product? Um, but we may have a new thing for for Apple. First there was Antenna Gate. Then came the infamous Bend Gate, where the phones would bend if you put them in your back pocket. Then there was Hair Gate last time, around where some people's hair was getting caught as they put the phone up to their head. Now there's a report out of some people, not a lot, that their phone is making weird hissing sounds. Phones aren't supposed to make weird hissing sounds. <laughs> that's between you and me. Um, that's what we should probably be thinking about in my book. So more and more things are being coming automated. I saw Oracle came out and introduced kind of a chatbot type of scenario. Um, and I'm seeing, you know, now hiring Home Depot, now hiring Kohl's, now hiring... Walmart, now hiring Amazon. Those aren't exactly career jobs that they're hiring. They're Christmas jobs. So labor shortage this year seen, is going to be seen challenging retailers and their hiring plans. Um, the recruiting efforts are pretty thorough, and you don't think of it that way. But everyone in retail needs more people, and when they get the people, they want them to be excellent customer service reps because if you've never been in Target and you hear Target's got a phone on the iPhone 7 that hisses, um, you go into Target and you can't find the phone, you're pissed. You're not going to come back. So, here's our hiring challenge of the week. How are we going to get enough people hired for Christmas to meet demand? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. I'm not a big fan of saying, here's the best stock for the next year. I, I think that's very, very difficult for a fit into all portfolios. If you want some investment ideas, I have no problem giving, throwing them out. But the truth is we're all different, so you have to take it, not as a grain of salt, but you have to be cautious and do your own homework. For instance, I like Adobe. I think one thing that we see out there right now is there's no shortage of podcasts, no shortage of of video being created for uh, various scenarios out there, various marketing scenarios. Creative types and advertising media and other fields rely heavily on Adobe software, which faces scant competition in its niche. So the firm makes big inroads on web analytics in the last five years, and that helps. Digital marketing services, um, it's migrating customers to a subscription model for its creative cloud. Um, I use it to uh, chop up and fix my podcast. Uh, there's another company out there that I like a lot that may or may not be appropriate for you called Celgene. Um, they've got a drug that modifies the body's immune system to fight cancer. I see that in the next 10 years being a good area to be in. Now, does someone else come out with a drug that's better than theirs? Maybe. And that's where the story would change. But Celgene's going to hit $21 billion in sales by 2020. That's up from today's $11 billion in sales. Um Revlimid, which is the one drug that fights, that helps the body's immune system. It's kind of a big thing in cancer research right now is, is having your own body figure stuff out. So that drug won approval in 2015 for patients newly diagnosed with diseases, um, tied towards myeloma, but it's been, ex- multiple myeloma, but it's been expanding that coverage. So is it expensive? Heck yeah, it's expensive. When you cure cancer, you are going to carry an expensive multiple as a stock. There's another company out there called Cognizant, and they provide IT consulting services overseeing complex software projects for large companies. Global demand for IT services is climbing at an annual rate of about 4.6%. They're trying to boost sales double that rate in the financial and healthcare companies being their core markets. Um, Healthcare I love as a market. So a lot of companies I'll talk about as being potentially great for the next 10 years, great exposure to healthcare. For instance, there's a company called Donaher, ticker symbol DHR. I would consider it for the next 10 years. Um, they own 29 businesses, primarily involved in life sciences, dental, and medical diagnostics. Um, they've bought and sold more than 400 companies since 1984. They're in the fast-growing healthcare and life sciences. Um, I, you know, sometimes you overpay for growth, and that makes it a riskier stock than most. Um, I think it's freewheeling style of buying 400 companies has paid off for them, so they seem to know what they're doing. So their shares returned 14.3% annualized over the last 15 years. It's double the rate of the S&P 500. Um, so I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. 
I know you're saying, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't worry. Tesla Solar City merger could be delayed by shareholder suits. Um, it seems kind of weird that the CEO of one company is buying the company that he founded and his cousin runs. It seems like, ooh, are you saving that company just to save it? Are you going to hurt one company to get the other company that's weaker? Twitter has gone nuts over the weekend after the New York City sent a mobile alert on a bombing suspect. I think that's one of the cooler things about mobile technologies is every now and then you get that uh, alert that a child's been abducted or you get that alert that, hey, we have a, a suspect. If you see him, let us know. Um, I think that's a fantastic uh, form of communication. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about the union head of General Motors says their Canadian workers will strike if the Monday contract deadline is missed. Costco is interesting. This one's, I saw this and I was reading and I was just laughing. Costco's in a little bit of hot water and the reason that they're in hot water will make you probably laugh a little bit that there's a law tied towards this. Um, so they're in a little bit of hot water because they didn't, they, they charge sales tax on toilet paper in New Jersey. So, you're supposed to squeeze the Charmin, uh, but do you tax the Charmin is the big question, right? Now, a New Jersey couple looked at their bill, and they filed a class action lawsuit against Costco and several of its stores claiming that the membership-only warehouse giant chain had been illegally charging taxes, and probably other customers as well, on toilet paper. Oddly enough, it is against the law to charge tax on toilet paper. Toilet tissue sold for household uses exempt from New Jersey's 7% sales tax. I guess we all, I guess they'd rather have us using toilet paper than not, right? So they're like, ah, we won't tax you on that. Um, now, the couple gets home and they're annoyed and angry about the charge. And, you know, the, the obvious solution is to say, you know, you're right, we made a mistake, here's your money back. The suit says that Costco, despite being aware of the illegality of their actions, continues to cheat their customers, causing them to incur monetary damages when they purchase toilet tissue. Um, truth in consumer contracts. This is a pretty big problem for Costco and its customers because of the likelihood that the couple were not the only ones subject to the incorrect tax charging. That's what makes it kind of a class action thing. Um you have to use toilet paper, right? You have to figure that a patron of Costco is always going to buy toilet paper. Why aren't they paying their taxes? Why are they paying taxes on that when they're not supposed to? Toilet paper in the news. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Twitter, robblackshow. YouTube, robblackshow. You can sleep safe and Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.